Thank you, Michael. Sure. Wonderful intro music. Hi, Karen. Hi. Nice to see you. Me too. <clears throat> okay, good morning. My name is Johnny. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. And now I'd like to read to you from today's daily word, the opening message. Gratitude. Gratitude is my natural state of mind. What a joy it is to feel gratitude rising from my heart and filling my mind. Feeling grateful makes me aware of the all-encompassing presence of God, including the divine within me. When I live for my spiritual nature, gratitude becomes the song of my heart. I don't need to wait for a reason to feel grateful. When I live with an attitude of gratitude, I find the good in every situation, the blessing that could come from any adversity, and the presence of God in every aspect of life. Practicing gratitude opens my eyes to the blessings that are present and opens my heart to receive even more. I give thanks for an unlimited world, blissful peace, and perfect holiness. From the Bible, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. And that's Psalm 95, 2. And now it's time for Shirley the Presence. Go all please join us while the Merkers lead us. time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life. God the good. And now it's time for a welcoming song. Feel free to stand up here in the sanctuary. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. 
to see you, to see you high lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing, holy, holy, holy. I'm sure you guys all sounded great in the sanctuary. Thanks for singing along. Thank you. I wish there were more of us. Hey, we're going to leave you Zoomers on right now. So if you want to give everybody a shout out, we can all hear you. It's time for us to greet our neighbors. We're going to run around and say hello to each other. But um, we've got you on audio here. And today we've also got a camera feed show in our sanctuary for you. So we don't want you guys to feel left out. I can hear all you guys, but I can't see you. We can see you, Fred. Yep, good. Thank you. Hi, Susan. Hi, Tom.
Mercer, it's good to see you all feeling better. Thank you so much. <laughs> as, uh, as, as soon as uh, Isaac, um, as soon as we got the text that seven Unity people were praying, Isaac's breathing calmed down, and we turned around from our way to the emergency room and went home. So, <laughs> wonderful news to hear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, it looks like we lost Fred again. Mm -hmm. um, before we before we turn our sound back on here in the system, I'm gonna step over here to the camera and show you a, a wonderful card to us. Everybody see that? On the front, it says, with caring thoughts, it says, rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, and preserve in prayer. That's Romans 12, 12. Red writes, hello, folks. My heartfelt wish that simply to say, may God bless and strengthen you each and every day. Lots of love. From Sandy and Fred. Well, thank you out there, Sandy and Fred. I hope you can hear us. Okay. Do we have any any other announcements? Any announcements out in Zoom land, Mike? Could you repeat what you said just a moment ago? Folks, we're still running around greeting one another. Did you hear me, Mike? You're on. You're on mute. Oh yeah, what was that? Could you repeat what you said about? Um, prayers and Isaac, everybody was still greeting oh, yeah. one another. I don't think everyone heard you. Oh, sure. I just wanted to thank everyone. Um, I, what I said is as soon as we received the text that said that there were seven, I think it was, um, Unity people praying for Isaac, his breathing slowed down and we decided that we didn't need to go to the emergency room. We turned around and, and went home and um, he's better All now. Right. Yeah. Save you a trip to the emergency room. Yes. <laughs> Thank well, you. Bless you. All right. We're glad to hear you feel better. Nice to see you, Isaac. And Penny, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and mute Zoomer. Tom, you want to turn on him? Tuesday, we are. Some of us are gathering whomever can down at uh, Paradise Point State Park. And we're gonna have lunch down there about 11-ish, uh, I believe. And come if you can, it would be great to have you. We're just, we're going down to meet up with Irene because it's a halfway point between us and Irene and her husband. And it will be great to see her in person rather than a, a flat Irene. We'll get to see the real one and hug her and everything. So that's happening on Tuesday. If anyone would like to go and doesn't have a ride, we can talk about that. And it would just be lovely to see you there. Take care. Arrived there at 11. Would it 
That's to be determined. We can talk about that. Well, we should decide so these folks know what the deal is. Do you think 11 or noon? How long is it? It's an hour, hour, hour and a half. An hour and a half minute or Should we say 11 or 12? It's 11. Eight for 11. Eight for 11. That sounds good. That's 11 o'clock unity time. So that means aim for 11. Does that sound good, Irene? Okay. All right. Thank you. I get one. Did you have I get that. <laughs> um, we kind of almost forgot about our um, annual picnic. Oh. So I sent an email out to the board. I got some answers. So I think we're just going to go with next week when Eileen is going to be here as speaker. So next week after church is the picnic. Wow. We'll have a barbecue and bring a good snack. Right. right. Next next Sunday, the is that the 29th? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 29th after church. Okay. 20. Oh, good. Hey. Okay, are you ready for it? Yep. I Oh, good. We needed to. That was all my fault. Susan. 
Susan knows how tough it is to be up here. There's buttons to push, and sometimes we don't get them all right. So thanks for hanging in there with us on our technical issues. I'm just glad Susan knows what you're doing. And so I'm going to say it is Irene's going to send out notice and details of regular events on the weeks when they occur for grandfather's Indian Christian service, medicine wheel teachings, Chinook language discussions, and for Dr. Dari's circle and build book and film discussions. Um, there are no events planned for this weekend. Now it's time for a unity statement. Please join us while we all say it together. We believe in our oneness with all and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others revealing the We practice prayer, meditation, and service be conscious of our oneness in God. Here's your resistance. That's time for a song of joy. There's a little wheel a turning in my heart. There's a little wheel turning in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. There's a little wheel turning in my heart. There's a little bell a ringing in my heart. There's a little bell ringing in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. There's a little bell ringing in my heart. There's a little drum beating in my heart. There's a little drum a beating in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. There's a little drum a beating in my heart. There's a little song singing in my heart. There's a little song singing in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. There's a little song singing in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. There's a little song. Am I still playing down there? <laughs> Let's try that again. In my heart, in my heart, there's a little song singing in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, there's 
a little song of singing in my heart. Had an incoming call there. <laughs> Lots of technical problems. Today. That's okay. Challenging. There's a little. Makes everything fun. In my heart. All right. And now it's time for reading. And this morning, Irene will be our reader. Let's see if we can push all the right buttons. I'm reading from a Unity booklet called um, Compassion, Living Life with an Open Heart. And the uh, reading is Listening, Anyone with Ears to Hear by Reverend Jean Marie Schweitzer. Listening is an important skill to master, not only for professionals such as nurses, counselors, or ministers, but also in our private lives as family members, friends, or partners. From early childhood, we are taught to listen to our parents, teachers, or elders, often for our own good and sometimes to keep us quiet. In school, we are expected to listen silently and pay attention. In a partnership, listening is encouraged as part of having a healthy relationship. What kind of listening is involved in compassion? Ernest Hemingway said, when people talk, listen completely. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say. The suggestion is to listen deeply rather than simply hear. To listen actively is not silently nodding your head while thinking about your own problems. Active listening is caring for others, a selfless act in service to the individual, yes, but potentially inducing an eternal ripple effect for many others, including the self. Jesus said, let anyone with ears to hear listen. Mark 4, 23. His invitation to an evolved perception of what was being said was extended to those who carefully, to those who cared enough to listen carefully and with intent. If we learn to truly listen, we might discover something heartfelt and meaningful about ourselves, our family and friends, and our society or the world. As our hearts open, we develop empathy and mature our ability to be compassionate. The counseling profession has a term called the parallel process. When a client's problem reflects what is showing up in the counselor's life as well. Therefore, a careful suggestion may be that whenever we are willing to engage in active listening with a compassionate heart, we are extending the same courtesy to ourselves. What a concept. Whether we see ourselves as good or bad listeners, there is always room for growth. What counts is our intent. If we are willing to become better listeners, we are on the path to change not only the lives of those we listen to deeply, but that of many others, including ourselves. Active listening means to listen beyond the surface of what is being said. The question is, do you have ears to hear? Thank you, Irene. We were all listening. 
Okay, where we are. Oh, now it's time for a meditation song. Please join us as the Mercury's leave. You okay, Mike? You're still on mute? Ready? Yeah, here I am. Just trying to... All right. Oh, 
Thank you. That wonderful meditative tune. Now it's time for our affirmation. Can you all please join us in saying our affirmations together? I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, full, and happy. I am always growing and expanding in the fulfillment of my potential. And I am peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. Yeah, since it's the third Sunday, we'll be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer today, followed by the Alleluia. Let's all say it together. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Leave us not into night, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, 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 Thank you, Mike. And now it's time for our speaker. As most of you know, we are privileged to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. This morning, Reverend Rosella Sims will uplift and inspire us with her teaching titled, The Light. Good morning, everybody. You know, I was thinking uh, this morning when, uh, with all the technical difficulties that we've had, that it just demonstrates the point that life will always be life. That, you know, it doesn't matter um, how high we are spiritually, really, life is always going to be life. But what does matter is how we meet those experiences, who we become in the face of those experiences. I once, uh, uh, when I was in ministerial school and I was about ready to go out into the field, I was interviewing at different churches and um, I was in Kansas City in the spring. And so we have tornadoes in Kansas City in the spring. So I was praying, okay, God, I wasn't working at Silent Unity at that time. I was saying, okay, God, no tornadoes. So I'm sitting on the tour mat or tour, yeah, the tarmac and, and all of a sudden there's a tornado. And I'm thinking, what am I doing in this airplane? <laughs> and so immediately I turned within, I centered myself in prayer and God said, there will always be storms in your life, but how you have everything you need within you to get through any storm. And that it has been so true for me that it's lived within me throughout my life. This morning, I want to talk to you about the light, 
about the light. There's one scripture that I just love, and I think it's one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. And it's, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and the night. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. It says here that there were two lights created. So if we look at our typical day, if we look at nature, we know that one of the lights is the sun and the other is the moon. Well, Charles Fillmore looked at this scripture very differently. He said that the two great lights referred to here symbolize the awakening of understanding, which is the sun, those aha moments in our lives that inspire us, wake us up in, in some way, and also the will, which is the moon. So when we are receptive to the flow of our imagination, it's like basking in the sun. And if we remain open, the understanding will come or the knowledge will be given to us to achieve whatever that we are trying to achieve, whatever we're working on at the time. And with that then comes the light of the moon, which is the desire or the will or the drive or the motivation to move us forward. So what is this telling us? It's telling us that when we receive is it is imperative that we center and ground ourselves in the light within us. St. Augustine said this, God is a circle whose center is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. Now this is a fabulous concept for it not only gives us a non-definition of God, it also is a powerful articulation of our oneness with God. If the center of God is everywhere, then the center of God is where you are. You are at the center. In fact, you are the center. And like our prayers, a prayer that so many Unity churches say each Sunday, a prayer of protection, Wherever I am, God is. Wherever you are, God is. Too often we live as the poet Yeats said, the root of reality is not in the center, but somewhere in the whirling circumference. So the key to effective and creative living is all about centering or learning how to deal with life from the center of you. In other words, practicing the presence of God in everyday living, which is the description of the mystic. So not in a sense that we are dealing with God in us. No, it is living and working in the awareness of God expressing as us. As I move more and more into my senior years, my passions 
are becoming more apparent to me. And this is one of them. To help people see that you are the light of God in expression. Jesus said it in Matthew 5.14. It's why I wrote the little book, The Magic Between the Turtle and the Butterfly, to realize that the light and the love of God dwells within you. It is your center. And it can center you in times when life is being life. We are each co-creators with God. And the sun of all creation is at your center. We are told in unity that the currency of the universe are divine ideas. All we have to do is open our minds to divine ideas, ground ourselves in God within us. This is called the creative process. And we are an extension of that creative process. God is expressing itself as you. Oftentimes in my counseling people, I hear them say when they are caught in difficult situations, but I am only human. But you are not only human. You are human and divine. And the divine in you always transcends the human part of you. You are bigger than your littleness. You are stronger than your weakness. When we live in the light of this understanding, we no longer react to the outer. We respond from the inner. What if I told you, you that you have the power and the dominion over all life experiences? In unity, we have, we look to our 12 powers, which are the 12 attributes of God within us. And we look to the power of power, which is the power of dominion, having dominion over. Infinite mind is always present in its entirety in every experience in our lives and every idea in our mind. We always have the choice. That's what free will is about. And we always have the choice to react or respond. We are living in a, great, in, in, in a time of great wounding. It's a time of great reaction. It's also a time of great opportunity to see it and to heal it. And the it being the air thought or the old consciousness. Awareness is the key. Becoming aware of those things that trigger you. Because the world doesn't have to walk around our triggers. The triggers are our responsibility. I always like to give you a tool to help you do your transformational work. In Unity, we have several, but the one I want to share with you today is Unity's five-step prayer method because it's all about co-creating through God, new understandings and new realizations. And the first step 
is relaxation. Why is relaxation so important? You probably, when you think of meditation, the first step in meditation is to breathe, is to take a, take a deep breath. When we breathe, we oxygenate our cells. If you're ever having anxiety, just take some deep breaths. And that also can take us to our center within just a few breaths. Also, when we're not breathing, things are tight within us. Nothing can move, nothing can flow in, nothing can flow out. So to be, be in a relaxed state is a very important step. So the first step is relaxation. The second step is meditation. And it's not meditation in the normal sense that we think of it. But in this sense, in this step, what we do is we bring in several um, words of affirmation for us. The Father and I are one. God as light is available to me now. Inspiration is mine. Within me, God dwells. All changes happen through me and I am willing to be changed. The third step is concentration. And with this step, whatever it is that we are working on, we choose one affirmative statement that supports the change that we want to see. Every cell in my being is a cell of light. Pure life, I am whole. I am well. I am alive with light and life. We repeat that over and over and over as we sit peacefully breathing with our eyes closed to the outside world and our eyes open to the inside world. The fourth step is called realization. In this step, Unity also calls it the silence. Many of you are familiar with James Dillett Freeman. When he was um, alive, he was Unity's poet laureate. He's known for um, the prayer of protection for writing it. He's also known for uh, a prayer that they took to the moon and left on the moon, I am there. So he was, he was someone powerful in the unity movement, especially when the Fillmore's were alive. And he said this about the silence. Deeper in the silence where you commune with God, in the silence is strength for the tired body. In the silence is light for the joyless mind. In the silence is love for the lonely spirit. In the silence is peace for the troubled heart. There, workaday worries fade away. There, the whole being becomes a place of prayer, a holy temple set on a hill. There, you know God as a living presence and yourself as God's child. The silence is a holy place. It is a place of stillness and peace. It is not far away. It is right where you are now. 
It is right where you are, wherever, whenever you shut the door of your senses, still the importuning of your thoughts and turn to God. When you enter and its troubles melt away, where you enter the world outside and its troubles melt away. When you leave your body, your mind are stilled, refreshed and restored. So when with this step, we let go of everything. It is a step of just being in the light. And when we are in this step, our senses are heightened. Our hearing is very deep. Our eyes see the truth that spirit wants to share. We are open and receptive. And I also see with this step that we are in our higher chakras. We are in our fifth and sixth chakras, where there's clear audience and clairvoyance. And it is in step five, which is called thanksgiving, where we move higher into our seventh chakra, into our crown. This is the seat of faith. So our fifth step is all about giving thanks, giving thanks in advance, which activates our faith. Even if we don't receive anything during this time in, in this step, it is moving into that faith step because we're activating that state, knowing that something is being changed in consciousness. Sometimes in the material world, it takes a while for it to catch up. Oftentimes, people get discouraged thinking it didn't work. But hold on to your faith because faith is a power. We remain faithful and we are empowering it, whatever it is, the it, we are empowering it to come into form. So today, I hope that you see that when we say with God, all things are possible, I hope you see the truth of that, that that is true, that when we go into that light, when we go into the silence and we connect with God, all things are possible. I invite you just to close your eyes, take a deep breath. And just in your mind's eye, move up to the top of your head, right to the crown of your head. I invite you just to sit in that crown chakra and to be still and know God. Believing, knowing that God is there, right within you. Let's just sit in the silence, in the seat of faith.
today you might have come to church with something uh, that's heavy on your heart and mind, I invite you just to take it into the crown chakra, into the seat of faith, into the light, and just give it over. Just let it go, knowing that with God, all things are possible. So we surround it in light. We call this the altar of love. And so today we leave this on the altar of love, knowing that whatever it is, is being fulfilled right now. Now let your heart be filled with gratitude. Beloved, holy, holy presence, for your presence alive in me. And so it is, and so it shall always be. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Rosella. And now it's time for offering. While we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street. Centralia, Washington, 9531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, unityofcentralia.net. As we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let us say our offering prayer together. Our divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, all that I need. So now we're going to say our blessing and thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us, multiply the life of the and so it is. 
Now it's time for our healing prayer. Members of our community have requested that we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And as always, I'd like to send out our collective healing energy to everyone being affected by the wars out there on the other side of the world, especially all the poor pets and animals that have no idea what's going on. Now, if you'd like us to focus on collective group energy for someone, please raise your hand, unmute, and tell us who it is or hold them quietly in your heart. For Isaac, a little celebration healing prayer. He is on the, the mend and the up and up. And a healing prayer for Sophia and Kai. Actually, a, how would I call it? A support prayer. Um, as they start their beautiful life together, uh, they're not sure they're in need of of any need prayers, but any support prayers are surely appreciated for Sophia and Kai as they begin their life together. Tom? Um, and for my daughter in Texas who um, ended up in the emergency room, had um, transfusions of half of the blood in her body after a fallopian tube um, opened up. Um, and so she's recovering and prayer, I mean, surgery went well, um, but prayers for her recovery being really appreciated. Thank you. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all beings and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say it together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of you who made our Sunday service possible. <laughs> thank you back there, Tom. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for the slides. Thank you, Joanne. And um, remember, Susan sets up everything as far as uh, musicians and readers. And uh, maybe if you're tired of seeing me up here, you'd like to volunteer and be a service leader. You can let us know during fellowship time. We're going to take uh, one of our laptops downstairs to the garden room for fellowship. Because um, I know Joanne reminded me, Reverend Rosella likes to um, carry on question and answer time. And, and also, we'd like to speak with all of you while we're eating a little snack down there. All right, now it's time for the peace song. Let's all form a circle here in unity. Out there in Zoom land, turn on gallery view. If you want to see everybody, take it away. Thank you. 